You're listening to Rooted and Overflowing. Welcome to episode 14 of Rooted and Overflowing, where we inspire confidence and resilience in the Christian faith. I had the honor recently of talking with Kirsten Maiden. I am thrilled to bring our conversation to you. Kirsten is a Christian blogger who writes to empower and equip believers in their everyday lives. She holds a Master of Divinity from Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Kirsten is a pastor's wife, a mom, and she loves Jesus. And for the past 20 years, she has served in a variety of ministry capacities. Her passion is to serve with women by empowering them to grow and live out their God-given purpose. Kirsten has a devotional that is out right now. It's called Merciful Moments, a devotional journey for moving forward with grace each day. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. The link to purchase will be in the show notes. You can also learn more about Kirsten at kirstenspeakshope.com. And Kirsten is spelled K-I-R-S-T-Y-N. And now, join me for a refreshing conversation with Kirsten Maiden. Kirsten, welcome to Rooted and Overflowing. Thank you so much, Leticia, for having me. Well, I am certainly glad to have you on. You are one of several sisters that I have met and had the opportunity to have conversation with from Entrusted Women. So we certainly thank Kia Stevens for uh, just for that platform. (laughs) Yes, it's been just an amazing community. And that's, again, as you mentioned, how I met you. And I'm just grateful for that opportunity and those resources. It's been a blessing. Yes. Before we dive into talking about your devotional Merciful Moments, I'd love for you to share who is Kirsten and what do you do? Sure. I'll try to condense that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So right now I am first and foremost, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a child of God. Mm -hmm. I've been married for 13 years and and actually next week to my husband and we have a three-year-old daughter. And currently I, I reside in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Actually, ah. we've been here for about a month um, by way of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, and so, you know, I'm a wife, a mom, a pastor's wife, a first lady, an author, as you mentioned. Um, I'm a writer as well. Um, I have a nonprofit. So there's a lot of things going on, but those are, that's just kind of who I am in a nutshell. <laughs> ben, you have lived a full life in many <laughs> different places. And I believe uh, we have a state in common. If I remember correctly, you spent some time in Ohio. Is that right? Yes. Actually, I'm from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Um, I've lived actually in five different states. (laughs) And so uh, Ohio is one of those. And that's where most of my family still resides. So, yes, uh, Buckeyes will always be true to Truth is part of who I am as well. Definitely. And you know, I actually, I forgot that we shared the same city because I'm from Dayton as well. Um, yeah. Graduated from Chaminade. I know when we talked um, on one of the accountability calls, we sure did talk about that. Both of us are have some family in Dayton. So it's always good to meet a fellow Buckeye. It is, it is. <laughs> and a fellow Daytonian, that's, that's great too. How did you get started in ministry? That's a good question. So I've been actually served in ministry for almost 20 years. 
Um, it really, I would say it started, uh, I was at Spelman College for my undergraduate degree. And about my sophomore year, I started to serve in the campus ministry there. I'm at Spelman. And, you know, from there, I started to, you know, read scripture and chapel and uh, pray and just kind of get immersed in the campus life uh, ministry there. And that's kind of where it started. Um, and I would also say that a pivotal moment for me is between my junior and senior year in uh, college, I interned at a Christian nonprofit in East Palo Alto, California, uh, called Bayshore Christian Ministries. And that's really where it was a program where they had, uh, they basically sent college interns from all over the country, Christian college interns to come and serve as tutors um, for, you know, city urban youth. Um, at the nonprofit. So it was really a formative time um, from there where I just was able to just serve in community with other Christian college leaders who were growing in Christ and just seeing the, the, the children there blossom and just really love the interaction that we had to them. We were able to teach with them academics and enrichment programs, as well as, um, you know, just leading them to Christ. It was just a formative time. And so from there, graduated from Spelman in 2004, and I knew, okay, really what brings me joy, what really helps me, who, what brings me alive. And that was things that centered around my faith. And so from there in 2005, um, God called me to Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, back to Atlanta. Uh, and that's where I pursued my Master of Divinity uh, and graduated in 2008 with my Master of Divinity. So that's kind of how it started. And from there, I've served in really so many different ministry capacities from a children and youth director to, you know, serving in women's, women's ministry, which is that's truly my heart and my passion is to serve with women. And um, yeah, and I've served just in a lot of different ways. So ministry is like really who I am and really my heartbeat. And so that's also where I, I met my husband um, at Emory as well. Um, we both were pursuing our master divinities at the same time. Well, there's so much that I'd like to unpack from that. And I'll start with the college years. By college, it's always so neat because, you know, I heard you mention it being, you know, the formative years. And it is, it was so refreshing to find other young people who are just moving and striving and working um, for the Lord. So it sounds like you were able to really find some enjoyment and community in that. Absolutely. It was definitely formative. Um, I would say, like I said, when I served at that nonprofit, as well as when I served in campus ministry at Spelman, that was the beginning because I, you know, as my, as a freshman in college, I was like shy and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of to myself and God kind of like pushed me <laughs> into this community. <laughs> there was a new community at the time at Spelman called uh, the Wisdom Center, which stood for okay. Women in Spiritual Discernment of Ministry. Nice. And so from there, I was really connected, like you said, with a group of dynamic women who weren't ashamed of, you know, living mm -hmm. for Christ, still having fun, um, but still yeah. like coming together in Christ. And so that was really formative um, for me. How did you decide to pursue a Master of Divinity? Yeah. So, you know, after college, after Spelman, I, you know, I interned back at Bayshore for about a year. And then I was like, okay, I know I want to go back in graduate school, but I did not want to be a preacher. <laughs> I was not interested in preaching at all. <laughs> However, so I was like, okay, Lord, like, again, what, what really brings me joy? What, what would I want to continue to study and pursue? And it's centered around my faith. And I was, you know, researching schools. And one of the things that really helped me to decide on seminary was, again, just pursuing the, the 
the love of Christ and, and learning more about his word and also just being exposed to different experiences because, you know, reading and learning about the Bible, of course, we took our old and new Testament classes, but it was really where we had the practical element of ministry. So I was still, we had something where we were able to pursue something called contextual education, which is where we had an actual site where we would go to and serve ministry. So uh, my first year, I was serving with the youth ministry at a local church in Atlanta. And then my second year of seminary, I was actually serving in the campus, larger wide campus ministry at Emory. So I was exposed to different cultures. Um, I was also exposed to different, you know, perspectives. Yes. And so it just helped me to to actually formalize and articulate more about, okay, what do I believe and why do I believe it? Mm-hmm. But then also make room for the perspectives of others. Because what one thing that seminary taught me in general, and, and of course, you know, going to school in general, is that the world is not just your bubble and your perspective and your experience, while that shapes who we are, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to to listen and to learn from other experiences that are different than you are. And so um, it helped to strengthen my faith, you know, in Christ that, you know, ultimately it doesn't change that for me, Jesus is the way, the truth and the light. Um, but it also helped me to know that this world is so much bigger than just, mm-hmm. you know, my little street or my little city or right. my little church. And yeah. so, I think that's one of the main things that really the seminary experience helped me to broaden my perspective and appreciate just how vast and how diverse God really is. That is fantastic. I know just in my own pursuits, I do not hold a master's, but I started seminary work actually in Dayton at um, United. If you might, you okay, might remember yes. United Theological Seminary. Yeah. Worked there for a while, took a couple of courses. And as opposed to an MDiv, I was, I looked more at the Master of Arts in Theological Studies because I have kind of a bent towards doctrine and history and things like that. And so when I see people who are in the track for a Master of Divinity, it's like I can see the idea of community, um, serving, and um, being able to have a diverse view and diverse opportunities um, to work with people in order to bring order to how to share the gospel. And I'm sure that your Master of Divinity is aiding you as you and your husband are leading your church now. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that, you know, I have preached, you know, that's not my, that's my husband's like primary calling, (laughs) you know, my calling is to serving, you know, community ministry, um, connecting the church with the community. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, folks feel like, oh, I I don't have a degree or, um, you know, I didn't have formal training, but the reality is that we're all ministers of the gospel. Mm -hmm. You know, if we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God has gifted us all in different ways and we all have impact. And so I think it's important to, you know, yes, if you can, if you, if God has called you to formal training, that's wonderful, yeah. but it's not a prerequisite, it's not a prerequisite that's for, right. for serving the Lord. And so that's one of the things that um, I would encourage those who are listening to, you know, don't get caught up on, you know, I didn't go to school for this um, because God can still use you and God is still using you. That's exactly right. I wholeheartedly agree. So now, um, in regard to your writing, how did you start? Where did your journey to write begin? Yeah, so my um, my undergraduate degree is in English. And so I've always been in like different oratorical con- contests, like with writing and just kind of had that desire and 
niche for writing. You know, my I loved all the different classes I took in college. Uh-huh. And so I've written newsletters and, of course, different jobs I've had. I've, that's been enough form of an important <laughs> skill. But in reference to blogging, I've only been blogging yeah. for about two years. Uh, about two years ago, yeah, the Lord was kind of wrestling with me and was like, oh, man, I really want to start writing just devotionals, devotionals for women, just to encourage them in their everyday life. You know, something kind of quick, nothing too long. And I was talking to a friend and she made me aware of an opportunity to be a guest a blogger for a Christian um, online Christian website. Mm-hmm. And so this was about a couple years ago. And I just like submitted a guest post for the first time and praise the Lord. It was actually, it was accepted. And then the Lord was like, okay, then I started a blog. I, you know, I didn't <laughs> have like all the bells and whistles of the website. <laughs> I just mm-hmm. like, I created a WordPress account and just set it up myself and just started to write what the Lord, you know, shared with me. Mm-hmm. And that's still what I do today. My devotion, my website, KirstenSpeaksHope.com is really just an opportunity to encourage and empower women in their everyday lives with uplifting devotionals and providing hope. So that's really how it started. Like, and I'm still growing, I'm still developing. I've learned so much over the last two years and I just look forward to continuing to grow and, and share what God has given me. Amen to that. Um, and English major, um, that you certainly do have a natural way with words. It really comes through in your writing. And we need so much hope these days, too. Your blog is certainly an oasis in the midst of everything. Oh, praise <laughs> that God. Thank going you. On. That was a desire. And it ministers to me before it even ministers to anyone else. So Yes, that's, that's awesome. Oh, definitely. Where else can we see some of your writing? So I'm, in addition to my personal blog, I've been blessed to be a, I'm a contributing writer for BibleStudyTools.com. Okay. Um, as well as IBelieve.com and uh, Beloved Women. So these are all different other organizations in which I write for uh, Bible study tools, primarily topical Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it's more um, articles like different Christian living articles for women as well as beloved women. So yeah, those are another opportunities that I've been able to write for and to encourage others in the Lord. That is awesome. And so Kirsten, Merciful Moments, that is a project that by the time this airs, it will have already released. Share with us, uh, what is Merciful Moments all about? Merciful Moments, a devotional journal for moving forward with grace each day. It's 27 devotionals with scriptures, an actual devotional teaching, a prayer, and an action question or step at the end of each devotion. And it's really designed to encourage, empower, and sustain the reader to move forward each day with grace courageously. And so that's essentially what the mission of the goal of the book is. And uh, one of the things that I was inspired to, why I was inspired to write the book is when I had my daughter almost three years ago now, you know, I was a new stay-at-home mom and I really just was like, oh my gosh, overwhelmed with just the demands of motherhood and just trying to find my way. And I'm typically a perfectionist (laughs) at heart. And so just realizing that there were certain things about motherhood that I just had no control over and just really having to like constantly just step back and 
breathe and realize, you know what, God's grace and God's mercy has already gone before me each day. And so that was one of the inspirations behind the book. And the theme verse of the Merciful Moments is uh, Lamentations 3, 22, 23. And it says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Great is thy faithfulness. And so if we could just hold on to that, that even in our times when we want to have it all together and and are tired of having it all together and wanting to strive to be perfect and wanting to have control that we can just like still our spirit and remind ourselves that, you know, God's mercies are new every single morning. So whatever happened yesterday was yesterday and that when we wake up and for a new day that God's mercies are new and they're fresh and they're there to, to revive us and to strengthen us to move forward. Amen. The whole thought of us having a fresh opportunity each day is it's good for the soul. It's good for our hearts and it's good for the soul. Absolutely. What are some takeaways that you want for readers to experience as they go through the devotional? Yeah. So I think each each reader that reads the devotional, I first want them to be encouraged, um, encouraged to know that whatever situation that they're going through, whether whatever season they're going through, it may be a season of transition, you know, to a new job or a new state or a new city. You know, you may be in a season of frustration where you're just needing a fresh start and, and weary just with what your circumstances have allowed you to do. You may be in a season where you're stressed out and just overwhelmed. And so I really hope that when those who read the book, they first are encouraged to know that God is with them and God has not forgotten about them. And the second takeaway that I want uh, readers to know is that God is for for them. God is for them. Because um, I think a lot of times, you know, when we're in the rat race of life and we're just going on the grind each day. It's easy just to kind of overlook that. Not that we have nece- necessarily forgotten it, but life just has a way of just keeping us just barreling forward <laughs> just without like a moment. But just I want each reader to be reminded that God Um, is for them and hasn't forgotten about them. And then also I want each reader to be reminded with the scripture as well as the the teaching to be renewed, you know, renewed with God's word um, that God, whatever situation they may find themselves, there's a scripture that they can meditate on to encourage them to breathe new life into their spirit. And just to remind them that again, God's word is that to renew and to refresh their spirit. So, and so I would like the takeaways to be that the reader will be encouraged, renewed, reassured, and refreshed. And that's why I really have an action step for at each, at the end of each devotion, so that they can only not only read the devotion and the teaching of the scripture, and there's a prayer, but really take the time to apply uh, whatever action step, whatever question that's there, so they can rather be in a journal or reflect in their life. You know, and that is very key. It sounds like in the devotional, it's not just passive for us, but it gives us an opportunity to put what we're reading into action. And that helps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially because sometimes we don't know what the next step 
would be. So I'm sure that readers would appreciate having that prompting. Absolutely. And, you know, because when we when you have that day when you're like, oh, I'm just so tired, I may be so overwhelmed. My goal is that they would be able to reflect and pull back out, you know, what they wrote for that day to encourage them to keep moving forward. So it's an ongoing uh it's a it's a way to participate and, and to stay connected as well with God, but also just with how God is moving in your life. That was the goal behind putting the action steps there. Fantastic. Well, Kirsten, are there any other books on the horizon for you? <laughs> well, sure. I'm sure God <laughs> will have some books in the future for, for me. Uh, right now, you know, the prayer is just to focus on, uh, you know, promoting this book and sharing it with as many uh, folks as possible. I plan to do some different like Bible studies and small groups uh, with the book to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the devotions and just, you know, sharing it with as many folks as the Lord allows. So yes, I'd love in the future that to write additional books um, as well. Miss English major and, <laughs> <laughs> and Miss natural writer. And I can just tell you have such a, um, such a warm, warm personality and spirit um, and that community and so much heart, you know, it sounds like, you know, that's what you're all about. And even in the times that we've shared um, in interested women, I can just tell that you have such a sincere heart. And so yeah. I do. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. <laughs> My goal is just to, you know, inspire and encourage as many folks I can with the love of Christ and and, Amen. and to share my experiences with others, because it is important that we stay connected as a community so that no one feels like they're left alone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And considering, you know, what is happening, you know, with public health people, it is important for us to make sure that we do remain connected and not feel alone. So that Absolutely. is, that <laughs> is so so very timely. So where can we find you and the work that you do online? Sure. You can connect with me on my blog at kirstenspeakshope.com. I'm also on uh, Instagram at Kirsten S. Maiden. And I'm also on Facebook at Kirsten Maiden. And I'm also on Pinterest at Kirsten S. Maiden. So all those different ways you can, you know, connect with me. And I love to Stay connected with you. Certainly, certainly. And I will make sure that I have your blog as well as the um, information about your socials in the show notes for today and a direct link. Where can we buy Merciful Moments once it comes out? To purchase Merciful Moments, it's available on Amazon as well as uh, Barnes and Nobles and Target website. Okay. Those three places. All right. So I'll make sure I have links um, in the show notes that for those sites as well. It has been an absolute joy to have you join me today. And um, and I'm so glad <laughs> that we were able to um, have just have the opportunity to talk because uh, what you have to offer to us as women is so refreshing. Uh, my prayer, my continued prayers that God will bless this as you have sought to bless people with your gift. Thank you so much, Leticia, for having me on your podcast. And um, thank you for all the listeners that are listening. And I pray that the Lord continues to bless you as well. Yes. And I'm looking forward to having you back another time. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Rooted and Overflowing. To listen on your favorite app, visit rootedandoverflowing.com. When you're there, you can also click the About tab and gain access to resources that are designed to inspire you in your walk with Christ. When you rate and review the show on your favorite app, it helps me to make sure I'm sharing information that's helpful. So let me know how I'm doing and invite a friend to listen. Until next time, stay rooted in Christ and overflow with gratitude.